Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, a weekly look at the world of hockey with your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. As you can hear, I have made my triumphant return back from the gravelly voice of death <laughs> last week. And Mr. Clark is not with us this week. He is off hockeying in a hockey professional hockey manner. Not being a hockey man, being a hockey dad and coach and hockey person. Should we do the question? Or should we? Because I kind of I, I kind of want him on it. Well, I, I know I sort of flipped a bit with him. So I I had asked him this last episode because you know you're the the unseen third guest or third host, and uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> so so that that was his decision. I just thought you should be fully informed before you decide. <laughs> yeah, I did listen, and I was. Hoping we'd change our minds in between episodes. Cause okay, well, I mean, I'm I, I, good either way. I, 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 I feel like I touched a nerve with the question. Okay, that we can hold off. Okay, I, I do want to hold off. So, listeners at home may have another week to do their research on which trade would you undo. Because. I had to do some research, even though I had one in my head right away. I went back and went, well, no, what about this one? And the next thing I know, I was down a, a down goes brown rabbit hole. Mm. Type, a down goes brown type rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Going back through history and sort of seeing the knock-on effect of of certain trades that May not have been as big, but the knock-on effect of, of a particular trade ended up changing a franchise. Well, and that's so. that's what Pat was looking at or wanted to look at was trade trees. Yeah, so I'm gonna let him. I'm I want him to come into that one. So okay, we are going to table the question for this week, answering the question for this week, and because a lot of shoes have also dropped. Oh my god! Since the last show. A lot of shoes. Um, material. What was it? Uh, an active <laughs> material unprofessional. Material yeah, ma- material active unprofessionalism. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, boy, how what do does you does that Neal? mean? <laughs> well, the fact that Jim Neal could not, and this has been hashed over on just about every other podcast, but the fact that he could not say anything. Just tells me the lawyer, the lawyering up is just wow. Mm-hmm. On that whole, on that whole situation. So the Peter DeVore one, <laughs> which you got a lot of joy out of, I'm sure. I did just a little bit. Like I, <laughs> like I said, I don't enjoy tap dancing on graves, but I sure wanted the soft shoe on this one. <laughs> um, the guy came out of the OHL right into the Florida Panthers job thinking that he was the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he get slapped down hard in that role. And then landed in the New Jersey role and <clears throat> started to establish that pattern of you get one good year with Peter DeVore, his first one. And I am not, I am not the originator of that. Um, I certainly helped foisted upon the san jose people going this is not a this is not a long-term solution Mm -hmm. not a long-term solution 
Well, most coaches aren't, but... <laughs> no, uh, right, you know, and I want to touch on that in a little bit, but um, upon his, and I don't believe it was a conscious uncoupling or mutual disjoining, <laughs> I believe entirely 100% he was just shown the door along with the majority of his staff. Mm -hmm. um, he was not given... After his first year in all three scenarios, his teams got worse talent-wise. And that was the one thing that I kept also saying, too, is, you know, you got one good year with him his first, and that's generally because the teams are almost at a precipice point with their talent pool, mm -hmm. where they've not, they've not drafted well in the five years prior to that point. To where they've got an influx of young talent or they've made some bad decisions and traded away some of those guys to get older players that maybe don't perform and so forth so it was nice to see some articles come out and um shalana goldman who does nbc bay area stuff mm -hmm. um, really came out and said yeah i know a lot of people wanted him fired and sure but this is one of many, many problems this team has. A new coach is not going to fix. And that's the other thing is I kept harping on is people would say um, they fired Steve Spot, who was in charge of their power play, and their power play had just looked atrocious. Mm -hmm. Absolutely atrocious. And somebody made the comment of, well, they, at least they got rid of one of their biggest problems. And I said, I didn't see anyone get fired who was in charge of drafting and development. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? And the second one was is they promoted their AHL head coach, Roy Sommer, who has been there for 20 some odd years as part of as part of their franchise. He's coached their AHL affiliate ever since they had their AHL affiliate in Kansas City, mm -hmm. which is like four cities ago. Right. So he has always been their head coach. And people kept saying, oh, he's won more games than anyone else in the history of the AHL. And I said, he also holds the record for most losses in the AHL. <laughs> he also has the record for the longest tenure as a coach without winning a Calder Cup. Don't tell me he's won a lot because he's lost nearly 250 some odd games more. He's coached. I think almost 600 games more than anyone else in AHL history. And I come up with the old, I think it's the Chinese proverb. If you live long enough, you will see the, the bodies of your enemies float down the river type thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. If you hang around long enough, you're bound to, to break some records. Good and so, bad. <laughs> good, exactly. Good and bad. You know, and I love Gordy Howe, but you know, part of the reason Gordy Howe was the all-time leading scorer in the NHL is because he played for 50 years. Mm -hmm. Right? He played a lot longer than anyone else. Doesn't mean he wasn't great, but the reason his record was so far beyond the pale is because he played forever. And that's okay to say. That's nothing against that person or their right. talent or anything, but <laughs> some perspective would be helpful here. Um, so poor old, and I will say poor old Peter DeBoer, because he has resting nap faces, another thing that Shalina says, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is beautiful. Um, being asked to make filet mignon with what he was given, 
just cracks me up because and I and I also get really sick and tired of hearing people saying you know they shouldn't be this bad they're they're incredibly talented and I said where where are they incredibly talented you have at best three forwards that are NHL caliber that are that are modern NHL caliber quality players and Hurdle Meyer and Couture Couture is no spring chicken anymore right um Evander Kane I will put in a middling because I something's off with him and I'm not and this isn't a commentary on him as a person or any personal issues or any of the baggage that he's got something's off with him on the ice this year but that also could be said for everyone else mm-hmm. where's the talent you know people kept saying oh god San Jose drafts drafts so well and I'm like what 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 people are you looking at when they draft <laughs> that you think that they draft so well? Uh, has anyone challenged Joel Thornton for that first line center role the entire time he was there? Was there a guy behind Joel Thornton that you would that you would say he's really pushing Joel Thornton? Right. You know, he's he's producing at a higher rate or he's producing almost as good as Joel Thornton. They've never really had that with any of their kids. It's always been other veterans, but never any of their kids. So how do you say that they're drafting well? He buys in talent to stay in the playoffs and kicks the can down the road. That's what Doug Wilson does. And as long as Doug Wilson's there, San Jose is going to be mired in this mushy middle crowd. And as... Elliot Friedman was talking on the 31 Thoughts podcast on December 12th. They they dropped in an insert about the whole DeBoer thing, and he recounted the story of the conversation he had with Doug Wilson, who said the year that they missed the playoffs, which was under Todd McClellan, really hurt their business, and he never forgot that. And I have always stated, and this is going to be my rant, I'm going to rant, this is a San Jose rant, I've always stated that so long as Hassel Plotner owns the team, they're not going to make any forward progress because he cares about making money, not winning. He cares about winning only in the, in the aspect of it makes San Jose Shark sports and entertainment money. And having Wilson recall the story about the year that they missed their playoffs is sort of a learning lesson and that really impacted their business means kind of tells me to a certain degree that they don't care how far they get so long as they get in the black. And the only way they get in the black every year is to make at least the first round of the playoffs because it's all profit, right? As we've talked about before is is playoffs are all profit to the owner and the franchise because there's no player salaries there's bigger gates they can boost tickets they can get tons of concession tv rights go up all that kind of crap and that's where teams make a bulk of their money so to hear wilson say that eh, you know it really hurt our business and we're not going to let it happen again tells me that i'm more interested in making the playoffs not building a team that can win because to build a team that really wins at this point in San Jose's franchise, or yeah, San Jose's franchise history, it might be time to blow it up. Got way too much money on an aging backline. You don't have any talent in the system that's worthwhile because they've passed 
on players like Matt Barzell in the draft because their scouting department looks for that prototype. Six foot two, 220 pounds, moderate speed, moderate hands. That's all they've drafted. So, not going to say that I'm not glad Peter DeBoer is gone. I don't think he's all that as a head coach, but he's also been stuck in franchises that have decayed in his tenure as head coach with their personnel. So, take it for what it's worth, San Jose. You're boned. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're you're boned. And, and somebody hit me with this. Why am I so angry with it? with the way that they're running it, it's the same reason, and I know I've just been blathering on. I'll let you talk in a second. I'm almost done. It's the same reason I got infuriated with the Habs. I allowed myself to get emotionally invested in that franchise mm-hmm. for a number of years. And they Montreal Canadian me, which is to say, you know, as I've told a number of, as I've said a number of times in 1995, when the Habs traded away, Within a 12-month time span, the core of the team that won in the 93 Cup, mostly out of spite, that's when I was done with single-team fandom, by and large. So there's a little bit of that animus for me towards San Jose coming from that I allowed myself to get attached to them because they had great players and characters and the whole nine yards. But when you see how the management is running that franchise, you're just like, God, why? This is why they can't have nice things. <laughs> <sighs> and done. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Feel better. Lock your chest. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Just a smidge. <clears throat> well, you know, you're you're going off on that, and I said I couldn't help but think, hmm. Seattle Mariners. <laughs> oh, exactly. That is the best parallel, except for the Mariners never really make the playoffs. That's because they don't have to. Exactly. You know, in hockey, you have to because you don't have the TV deals to, to keep you afloat. But in baseball, you don't have to. Well, so. and it's interesting you bring up the TV deal because there has been... Um, there's, it's been reported a few times that San Jose's local TV deal is brutal. Like it's, it's. I think somebody said it's like one of one of, if not the worst, in the NHL. As far as you know, revenue and 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 all the the advertising dollars and everything that comes out of it. I somebody said it's like one of the worst that's out there, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it's it's a deal that they can't renegotiate until it expires and it's not supposed to expire for like another five years. I don't remember the exact timeline, but it's a ways off from expiring. So there's no recourse for them there, which is, I think part of the reason why um, they have such a tight coupling of playoffs to profit. They don't have those, they don't have some of those other streams pulling money in like, you know, in Edmonton or uh, Dallas or somewhere else where their, their TV deals are a little bit better. No, I know they've got a sweetheart deal on the arena, but eh. Eh. 
Eh. It's not TV where the you know where the where the money is. Not TV or streaming. Yeah. Well, hockey and streaming is another story entirely. Well, I find it funny that all the regional sports networks now have their little app that allows you to stream games on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the U.S. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how that it gets expanded on, if it gets expanded on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. They, I mean, Pat and I were going off last last episode about um, well, I how much of a waste NHL Network is. Um, I know. But it's one of those things where it's like people want eat you know easy one stop shopping rather than having to go from uh, local net local carrier to local carrier to local carrier kind of thing. I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of the team, then that's great. But if you're like a general hockey fan, like I am, that really sucks. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm in the same boat, right? I literally just pick a game of the night and pick a sub game of the night <laughs> and pick a late game of the night. <laughs> And just sort of flip between the various broadcasts. And NHL Network breaks my heart because um, Mike Johnson and Kevin Weeks should be big, huge freaking stars mm-hmm. in hockey. And, you know, now that they've got Jackie Redmond and um, uh Jamie and I cannot remember her last name. She used to be on NESN. Hirsch. Um, Also doing host duties. It's like, come on. You know. Yeah, okay. We've we've been down this rant valley before where it's just... The fact that it's not promoted as heavily and they don't... You know, it's not even carried everywhere type thing. Well, it, and it's not even streamed live from the website. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the big one for me. It's like, um, for those of us who don't have cable anymore, you know, basically yeah. we can't watch it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm in that boat right now, right? Because I'm not living with my DirecTV Um it's not, it's not the DirecTV and I got a divorce. It's, you know, I don't have a house to put up a DirecTV satellite in. Mm-hmm. So, and the cable carrier I have out here does not have the NHL network. So even though I still have an active DirecTV subscription, I don't have a way to stream it anywhere. Because a lot of services will say, uh, and I'm only going to say, you know, Nickelodeon and TCM because they're the two favorite channels of my mother and my son. Um, I can download an app on a Fire Stick or a smart TV and log in with my DirecTV account and they can stream live. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the channels have those Go apps that allow you, provided you have that channel as part of a subscription, to then stream that channel. 
And yeah, so not having NHL Network streamable via any means is is kind of brutal because I do like watching. Um, I like watching EJ Raddick and 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 Kevin Weeks and Mike Johnston and you know those guys. NHL on the fly on some of those slow nights or, you know, if there's like an hour between a games or something, just because I think those guys particularly do a fantastic job with analysis mm-hmm. and, you know, or an intermission sometimes too, I'll flip over, especially if it's a Wednesday night and it's NBC SN only games and I'm sick and tired of Jeremy Roenick and Mike Milbury, like everyone else, <laughs> I'd rather watch, you know, Tony Lufton host a panel of, of, Stu Grimson and Kevin Weeks or whatever, because those guys are great. And it's just a and and I think Wyshynski has brought it up a number of times. It's it's a waste oppor- it's a wasted opportunity for the NHL in that channel. Definitely. Because that that's you know, they always say that the the they don't always say there's a lot of people who say that the NBA on TBS or whatever is like the the holy grail of panel shows because Charles Barkley's there. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of have something not too dissimilar with, you know, they've got the personalities, they've got all that kind of stuff there. It's how do they get it out to people? It's not even how they get it out. They have a means to get it out. They choose not to. Yeah, that's true. Cost certainty. Yes. Yes. So what other fun things happened this past week? Um, outside of my near brush with death, man death, which means I had a pretty bad cold. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it, no, it wasn't really a cold. It was it was something a little worse, but not much. Um, which means I got to spend a lot of time playing NHL 20. Such a hard life. <laughs> it really is. And and I don't know what day they I don't remember what day they launched it, but they uh an update brought down Snoop Dogg as a guest commentator. <laughs> so you could so Snoop Dogg could be quote unquote in the booth with James Sabolsky. Um and they did it kind of like a regular broadcast, right? They, you know, we have a special guest in the booth, you know, coming up in the second period. And they do a little interview with thing with him at the start. And then he sits there and every once in a while, if it's a big play or a spectacular goal or save or something, he'll do one of his little comments, his snoopisms. Mm-hmm. And it's not all hizzle and dizzle because he's past that, by the way. Everyone mm-hmm. who, you know, people were complaining, oh, like, I just want to hear for shizzle my dizzle all the time. And I'm like, Snoop doesn't even do that anymore. Right. You know, he's he's way past that, but he does have his little snoopisms. He just comes up with some great little metaphors and analogies and crap, and you just sit there and giggle. That being said, you want to turn it off after a while because it's they obviously did not have him for very long in the studio because he just did a lot of repeating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the one thing I did notice. And the only reason I'm, well, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is, is in the options to turn it on, it has a guest host option mm-hmm. that allows you to select the guest host, which is either I select Snoop Dogg or all, the infamous all option. And that has me wanting to pose another question. 
Uh-oh. Who else is coming? Who else would you love to hear call? And we can do this one in show. Who else would you love to call, be in the booth and and, and help broadcast an NHL game? Oh, I don't know. Let me think about this. As as a super fan, because they part of the little interview thing was they with Snoop and James as they talk about you know the super fans. Yeah, so I'm just you know and it because there's there's some noted hockey fans out there mm-hmm. that are celebrities mm-hmm. and you know outside of the Jenna Fisher and John Hams and whatever the other dude's name is Chris Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is that kind of character? And it, for me, <clears throat> I'm going completely out of out of out of left field. It's Rob Paulson, and that Rob name is going to be the biggest, huh, to most people <laughs> out there. But if you've ever watched the Animaniacs or Pinky and the Brain. He is uh, a world-class voice, voice actor. actor who does Yakko Warner and Pinky on those shows. He's also done um, two of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles throughout their history. Has played hockey, played hockey up through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, has, still plays in charity tournaments. Played in a number of charity tournaments and so forth, and is a massive hockey fan. I would love for him to be in the booth and do sort of color analysis in one of these character voices, just because I think it'd be hysterical to hear Yakko Warner, you know, <laughs> calling that, a hockey that, game. Yeah, doing doing analysis, you know, on a goal or something, and that that Groucho Marxian, you know, cause he always says that, that it was basically Groucho Marx on helium mm-hmm. was the basis of that character. Have him sitting in there doing color commentary, you know, not, not the play by play. Cause it'd be, it'd be much for the play by play, but I'm just thinking, you know, they all live in LA for him to be next to Alex Faust in the booth at a Kings game <laughs> doing that, that sort of, support role of Jim Fox, you know, in a Yakko Warner or Pinky or one of the other voices that he's done throughout. I think Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron's another one of his big ones. But any one of the the litany of voices he's done throughout his career. I would just die to have that. Because he's quick witted. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys often they 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 think on their feet and drop in ad libs and lines and so forth. So you know that he'd have those sort of great comedic timing moments in there in that character and you could just do the whole build up you know and coming up and you know coming up in the second period we'll have a special guest in the booth and you could just hello nurse you know that kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) just ah it'd be the it'd be the freaking best it would be the best I agree um for me I would have to go with, um, just for the sheer, like, insanity of it, David Beckham. Oh, speaking of people on helium. Um... <laughs> I know, right? It's like, he's so pretty, and then he opens his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be fun, though. Because he is... He is kind. Of, he did kind of become a little bit of a hockey fan while he was there in L.A., didn't he? Yeah. 
He had like season tickets and stuff. Yeah. The other good one. The other good one is Gordon Ramsay. He's a Vegas. Oh. (laughs) They need the R-rated sub-channel. I know, right? They need BPM so much. (laughs) Could you just beep 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 beep? It would sound like Morris Code at the end of the day. And of course, somebody had translated it and it'd say, Paul is dead. Um, (laughs) Gordon Ramsay just swore Paul is dead in Laura's code. Um, Oh, he'd be funny. He'd be funny as all hell. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, This would be my two. Go with the Brits. Yeah, (laughs) the Brit and the Scot. Yeah. Yaga. Well, the the British, which would include Scotland, but oh, or the God, you know, English in the, the English in the, the Scotsman, yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, I always do that. I keep forgetting it's Britannia encompasses all of them. The United Kingdom. Oh, don't even get me on the geography part of that. Yeah, There's I, so much confusion right, right. going on with those things. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm me. The software engineer is going to stand up and try and and try and get into a geography debate with. The geographer. Um, no. <laughs> it's yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna walk away from that one. <laughs> um, People love being my teammate in Trivial Pursuit for some reason. <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, Quinn Ramsey and uh, and uh, David Beckham. Those are my favorite. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, now I just I, I'm stuck and I don't want it to because I don't want to mark this podcast explicit. Just you know, coming up with great Gordon Ramsay lines in my head because uh-huh. the, the my favorite thing in the world was finding BBC America does not bleep nearly all of the things that he says on Kitchen Nightmares that the U.S. version that that Fox does. <laughs> the only thing they'll bleep pretty much is the F word. Everything else is free game on BBC America. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and then when they started streaming it on Prime, I think, it was completely uncensored. And oh my God, some of those episodes. Woo boy. He'd <laughs> be great to sit with at a hockey game. <laughs> oh, yeah. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm kind of wanting that, you know, let's have it. You know, people that sit there and say they want um, open mics on the ice. I don't think realize what they're getting into because some of the stuff that's said on the ice, nobody should hear. Uh, Um, But having, having kind of an R rated commentary channel would be the best because you you could, you know, I doubt Dave Goucher or um, I don't know who does the radio in Vegas right now. I doubt either one of those guys would be on board with it, but you could probably easily find, you know, one of those guys that does sports radio or calls a minor league game or something along those lines who would have no problem sort of turning off the swear filter. I mean, having played sports and in women's sports, just as much profanity as men's sports. Oh, yeah. uh, having coached having coached one woman's game, I can tell you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And the 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 swearing gets a little more creative with the women, but um, 
anyway, so um, there are days when I sit there and, and, and listen to these ex-players doing their analysis or whatever when I choose to listen to things. And and I'm like, how how do you just not, like, go off on a Swearfield rant right here? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And there are times I know I've watched um, – couple of broadcasts where uh, a person's just coming out of retirement, you know, fresh off the fresh off the ice, so to speak, mm-hmm. sitting in doing color analysis as a game and you hear them catch themselves every once in a while. Especially if they were a player on one of those two teams, especially mm-hmm. if they were a player on the team that they're broadcasting for and it's the home broadcast. Yes. There's been a couple of times I've heard those sort of verbal audio sort of break squealing moments <laughs> like where they have to uh, self-censor <laughs> yeah. yeah you just literally hear that it's like oh, i can't go down that you know yeah nope, it's like, that's no okay so we're gonna change the subject <laughs> that's southbound swear <laughs> yeah no yeah um <clears throat> yeah i just I would love an R-rated option. It would be awesome, actually. <sighs> and think Just of the revenue help. stream. Think oh everything, you, everything ties into revenue streams with me, because if I can't sell it, they're not going to do it, right? Right. Then he makes the world go round. Right. So the the sales pitch is is for an extra four ninety nine. <laughs> you get an R-rated option. You get the R-rated option. Yeah. Although, maybe it's on. Although I'd have to specify that it would have to be the audio R-rated option because there are things that I just don't want to see during hockey games. Oh. Like guys, well, there is that. I'm not. I mean, I've been on benches. I have been a player. I know a lot of what goes on there. So that stuff doesn't surprise me. But there is stuff I don't want to see there. Now I was talking more about the 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 OHL goalie. Uh, this past oh. week that I just really don't want to have to see. I mean, I feel bad, oh. uh, just so traumatic and all that, but it's just, I don't want to see it. That no. would be the R-rated option. Don't want to see any of that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God, that poor kid. I mean, I'm glad he's alive. Yes. You know, everything else is secondary at that point. You know, right. sure, I hope he can play again and because that's been his dream, but holy crap. I mean, that's... That's Clint Malarchuk, right? Yeah, that tends to happen about once every ten years in hockey. There's there's a skate accident like that. It seems like. I think, but th- this is I'm trying trying to think. This is probably the worst one though since Malarchuk. I mean, yeah, probably, yeah. There, I I mean, I know there was Eric Carlson getting the Achilles sliced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I cannot for the that gives me the most visceral like reaction. Everything else I can kind of take, but like the that that particular injury, I'm like, hits hits a little close to home. Um, Yeah. And I and I'm trying to remember, it wasn't Vanek. It was not. There was someone who had gotten sliced, but not badly. Yeah, it was along the neck, and it was just one of those red wings, wasn't it? Yeah, I I think so. But yeah, it was just sort of one of those weird nicks. Yeah, um, got and close. I'm sure but people are bad. 
yeah, I'm sure people are screaming at their phones or podcast devices right now who it is. Sorry, until the technology is developed that your voice can travel back in time through an electronic device and get into our ears. <laughs> uh, you're right and we're wrong. Right. We'll just leave it at that. And I don't <laughs> and I don't have access. I don't have easy access to that magic information device right now. Um, I could look it up, but then I get pictures and I don't want to. <laughs> and I'm trying exactly. So Pat's not here to do the gross work for us. Yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> Oh, yeah. God, that poor kid. Oh, I feel so bad for him. He he's gonna need some like PTSD therapy. Well, that's you know that's really weird because some people I know have gone through something not too dissimilar from it that have been completely fine. It wasn't a big deal to them because they were almost not cognizant of it. Right. But the people around them obviously were, and they were more panicked than that person, um, than the person who it happened to. But and I can relate to that because I tend to be that way myself. It's like I, something happens to me, I can shrug it off. But it's the people around me that freak out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can relate to it, that. There's some people compartmentalize these things better, and they just say, you know, okay, you know, it's life. I'm alive. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was scary. I'm alive though. You know, that's, that's kind of where they're at. Cause I don't, and not to go off on a whole complete tangent. Cause we're, we, we never go off on tangents. In this never. Um, never. I know there's, there is a lot of research that correlates people that have open heart surgery to depression after their surgery. Right. Because it's a, it's a buildup and fear factor and, and the exposure you know, thinking about what's going on and so forth. And there's, um, there's a, there's a number of people that said, you know, as part of what, why Robin Williams went down that dark place because mm-hmm. he did have some surgery right. along those lines. So, <clears throat> so yeah, you know, I just, I just wish some of these kids would, and adults, I can call them all kids because I'm freaking old and they're still in the NHL younger than me um, <laughs> those compression layers that prevent those sorts of things you know there's tons of, of companies out there that make compression base layers and that's actually lower body Carlo Carliacovo Carlo 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 Vacchio I can never say Carlo. his name Carla, um, he actually, somebody had retweeted an Instagram post of his where he was going off on um, on cut-resistant material mm-hmm. um, items that you can wear underneath your hockey gear. Um, so yeah, he did a he did a little Instagram post on um, on player safety in that fashion. Yeah, I just I I don't know. I succinctly remember, and again, I'll bring it up so you can feel free to cringe. The Eric Carlson incident is there was a number of people came out afterwards saying, you know, here are these socks that prevent exactly this. Why aren't you wearing them? Right. You know, everybody should be wearing them because that the you know, and a number of people say this too. The fact that these sorts of things don't happen more often in this game 
especially as it's gotten faster and the players have gotten bigger and there's a lot more chaos Mm -hmm. is sort of mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that if you watch enough hockey, you can you can tell when guys are like they recognize when they're in like a, a scrum and they rec- and people go down, they recognize the fact that their skate blades are a little too close to that person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There there is yeah. some of that, but there's but even still that doesn't account for everything. No, I mean, and the linesmen and the linesmen do a very good job of trying to get in there on on some of those and try and get people's, you know, exposed body parts away from skate blades. Right. You see that you see that a lot in fights when a player goes down or something. They try and get them sort of wrapped up in a way that, you know, nobody's going to get injured when they come up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's just uh, okay. I, a bit angry ranty and i don't know why because i've not had to go to work since the second of december um because <laughs> you're paying a lot of money for things that um you want done right now <laughs> yeah yeah you know what that's probably true <laughs> for those of you who don't know i'm um, building a house and that's uh yeah <laughs> you're writing a lot of checks for things and you're not getting anything from what you're writing immediately <laughs> Writing uh, checks for large large amounts of money always makes me angry. <laughs> it, 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 it's just a knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> it, it makes me angry, but it makes me angry in the sense that, okay, when I write checks, I expect to have something back for them. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's gas or electric or guys that come up and pick up my trash, <laughs> there, is, there is an expenditure. I expect something back from it, you know, within a month type thing. Mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. I just have to get out of that mentality. Not going to happen with a house. <laughs> no. One day I will you want to go in. live in a tent. <laughs> in the middle of winter in Washington. <laughs> no, thank you. Cortex. Um, <laughs> again, no, thank you. Uh, speaking of the middle of winter of Washington, I drove by the world's, not the world's, the nation's oldest shopping mall last week. You know what that is? Yep. And wow. (laughs) For those who don't know, Northgate is the location that they're building the Seattle Gooey Ducks offices (laughs) and practice rinks. Which they've announced that, what is it, Mark? February, March, that they're going to announce the name? Soon is what... <laughs> Something. Go yeah. on, sorry. No, that's okay. okay. That's that's kind of what I was getting at, is, um, is this once... I won't call it prestigious. This one sort of notorious mall um, with all of its infamous Seattle mainstay anchor stores is just sort of... It's dying off in sections. And they've got it. They've got it cordoned off in such a way that, like you know, they they have the little barricades up around the sections that they're tearing down, and then around those barricades, you know, shops are still open, and they point you all the way around the mall to like you know the Bed Bath and Beyond and Red Robin that are still there, because <laughs> <laughs> apparently they're going to be the last ones to go, right? 
Apparently. And then it's it's just sort of like every month I expect to drive by and just see like another 12 feet of that mall gone. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of going and going. And to add to it is they're building a massive new light rail station right there as well. So I was I was sort of joking. Um, yeah, how many times are you going to get on that light rail and, and, and you'll see NHL players? Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> because the rink, you know, the 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 key arena rink, which is another story of, of weirdness. <laughs> being in Seattle and the practice facility and offices way up north. And I say way up north because in Seattle traffic terms, it's, way up north. <laughs> it's, it's at least a 30 minute drive. I don't oh care God. what the crow. I don't care what the crow fly says. That's at least a 30 minute drive. Um, on a good day. <laughs> on a good day. Um, you know, kind of made me stop and pull back and go, okay, now where are players going to live? They're going to live up in Northgate. <laughs> They're going to live Green Lake. They're going to live Are up they in though? that area. I mean, it tends to be pricier than south of Seattle, but most players, I think, like to live close to the practice rink. And that's that's what I was thinking. You know, it's it's a lot of them. And, I, and I, this is not an axiom or, or just my hypothesis is that they do prefer to live somewhere closer. Now, that being said, I... I don't know how true that's going to be here. And the reason I say that is because you named probably the one area I would think they would live, Green Lake. Mm-hmm. That is so built up and and entrenched. Maybe they'll, they'll all live in Everett. <laughs> oh my oh God. God, can you imagine that commute getting out of that <laughs> rink going home? <laughs> I mean, I'm talking nobody, like Kirina. <laughs> nobody should have to suffer that. Oh my um, god! I the reason I brought up the light rail is because they're also tearing down half of Bellevue and Redmond on the east side of the lake to connect all the light rail stuff. Mm-hmm. And are they going over and, the floating bridges? Is that the um? Not right now. Okay. <laughs> They're kind of soundering it, right? They're going in and around the lake type thing, or mm-hmm. around the lake type thing. Um, I just wonder. I, I just wonder how much the mass transit infrastructure, because some of that um, light rail stuff is supposed to go online around the time the franchise has its first game right so i'm okay so here's my question not having lived there for a while outside of um the monorail being what it is monorail (laughs) will that track ever bend no it won't my hindu friend monorail Is there is there a light, light rail station anywhere near Seattle Center? Or do you actually have to go into Westlake and then get on the monorail and go? Monorail. Monorail. Um, there's nothing there now. Okay. Now, I say that now because, you know, they obviously they built... Okay, so this is, this is Seattle minutia. 
for everyone else in the world, but Westlake Center is a big, huge central hub type area where they built a big bus station, bus terminal for underneath the, the mall. Underneath the mall for all the metro transits. And it's sort of a central downtown area. So you could take a bus from the east side or the north end, get off at Westlake Station, and you'd be square in the middle of downtown Seattle. Um, so that's what, kind of why it's become a central hub. And I don't know what their plans are there. But I just want, you know, I, I, I kind of want to just hang out, you know, take, take my little solstice, my solstice sojourn every year and hang out on the mass transit one week when the Seattle franchise is in town and just see if any of the executives or the players, you know, hop on. Because I know there have been instances in Toronto where you get on a train, you know, because Toronto's probably the only city I think is worse than Seattle when it comes to, like, city traffic. Um, at the at the size, at the size of the city. <laughs> Keep your New York and Los Angeles crap out of my feeds. Keep your mm. Chicago crap at roughly the same size population area and city. Um, I know there's a, there's a lot of times people have said, you know, hey, I saw so-and-so on the train, on the go train or whatever they call them up there. Right. You know, because they those guys live out kind of outside of Toronto. Because it's that's sort of what I'm kind of getting at the whole thing with location-wise, finding a place in and around Green Lake or in and around Seattle is going to be tough enough. Right. Finding a place that, you know, the conspicuous consumerism that some of the players like to have when it comes to their homes is going to be very tough. You know, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see because a lot of them end up in pockets, right? You know, most of the players in San Jose live out in Los Gatos. You know, most of the players in in L.A. tend to live, and I forget the name, uh, Manhattan Beach area, mm-hmm. right? So it'll be very interesting to see where the where the center of of hockeydom lands. Because I know a lot of, sorry, I'm I'm blathering, but I I know quite a few of the Seahawks players actually live out in Renton because they bought property because you could have big sprawling acreage mm-hmm. and build big huge places out there so yeah, we'll see see for me it'll be interesting simply because players will go where the team recommends they go for the most part and you know, the, the, of course, the players don't have to go there, but you know, teams will make recommendations. Oh, this neighborhood's good, or maybe you should try this complex because a number of guys live out there. You know, whatever. Um, but this is going to be a case where the people who are making the recommendations don't necessarily live there, don't right. or haven't lived there, and so they're going to just be like tossing random geographic areas out. Um, that have no basis in what locals know. <laughs> we think you guys should all live in White Center. <laughs> yeah. West Seattle. You should all live in West Seattle. Um, and so... Uh, Rainier Valley. That's what's going to be interesting to me is is they're, they're going to come into this situation not knowing anything about Seattle or very little, and they're going to start looking for places to live and 
um, without with very little recommendation to go by. And so, um, yeah, not understanding that traffic in Seattle is horrific and that the two worst places to get to in all of Seattle are the University of Washington and the Seattle Center. Seattle Center. <laughs> <laughs> what is this P.U. Wallop place? That's where yeah, I'm going to Yeah, P.U. Wallop. That's going to be a, that's going to be a, uh, uh, one of those like memes that goes for the first squim and Puyallup and, and uh, click a tat and, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll all giggle at well, Chuck. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. You know, all of these crazy like native American names. That'll be, that'll, that'll be for the first two seasons. So will make all the guys try to try to say all those. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I always say that it's a shibboleth, right? You can tell if someone's from here or not by the way they pronounce Puyallup. No, you can tell if someone's, well, it used to be more so in the past. Now it's kind of a little blurry, but you used to be able to know if people were California by how they called the freeways. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, God, yeah. You take the five? Like, yeah. It's like, I'm taking the 90. Uh, no, it's just I-90. <laughs> it's just 90. You just, you don't take the 90. You just take 90 or yeah. five or four that's, or five. That's or five how four. you used to be able to pick out the Californians. Uh, it's a little blurrier now, though. But yeah, no. How how people how people pronounce um, not not Puyallup because Puyallup's a tough one. It's more like um, and you can't say Tacoma because now there's a pickup truck called Tacoma. It used to be Tacoma. Yeah. Um, Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah. <laughs> Tacoma. Um. And Yakima is a good one, but they're never going to say Yakima because that's way over that way. Um, so yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be Issaquah. Oh yeah, it'll be Issaquah. Yeah. How they say Issaquah? Because okay. you know there's a good big old golf course there, so they'll be and a, end up there yeah. eventually. And that's kind of what I'm, you know, I'm wondering with the. Again, to sort of loop it back around, I'm, I'm the minutia right now that's going through my head. I'm just really curious as to what where they're going to tell these guys to live. Yeah, and I, I have a suspicion because it'll probably be that sort of Issaquah corridor. You know, it, it, I I honestly think that a lot of them are going to end up on the east side, just for east side of Lake Washington. Probably, I'm thinking North End, Sandpoint, which is west side, sort of north. Lake Washington. Yeah. Probably. Mill we'll Creek. Mm, Not like Terrace. Mill Creek's not what it used to be. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. The, I mean, you know, I mean, that general vicinity kind of thing. North of north of Northgate, but not too far off of I-5. And now that we have completely bored everyone to death. Seattle geography for the win. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even that great with like neighborhoods in Seattle, you know? I'm sitting here like racking my brain going, wait a minute. Wait. Uh, so literally this is this is, um, <laughs> this is just an exercise in me. This is just me flapping my gums to hear myself talk about a subject that nobody gives her rats ass well no people in seattle <laughs> care but nobody else will. well <laughs> no everybody else is going to want to know what the hell we think the franchise name and colors are going to be and i'm going to sit there and say it's gooey ducks and i don't care 
The colors, <laughs> the colors are going to be what's on the website. The, the colors are going to be what the colors are going to be. You know, I don't have any insight. I, none of us know what the hell they're thinking. You know, so sure. I, know. I mean, it's whatever it's, you. It's. I'll leave this to the reader, sort of thing. Whatever you think it's going to be, that's going to be it. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I take the Philip K. Dick model of of this sort of subject. I'm going to leave it open ended, and you interpret you interpret what you believe it is based on what you think I believe it is. <laughs> so, with that, we'll 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 uh, we'll end Seattle chat. I was trying to come up with a more clever name than Seattle chat, and I really don't care at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they should all live in Kingston and take the Buckle Teal Ferry. <laughs> Oh, oh Muckle Teal is another great one to try and get him on. Um, no, because I don't want him living by me. Um, uh, so you're not going to live there forever. So we'll, let's just restate last week's question for this week. And that okay. way Pat will get really confused next week. Is what okay. NHL trade in history would you undo? Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. This has been the 3B3 Podcast, sponsored by Nobody.